What is up, guys? Welcome back to Fit Body Secrets, where my mission is to bring you guys inspiration, motivation, and a ton of tips to help you guys on your fitness journey. And today's episode is going to be talking about body recomposition, aka, I don't really want to lose a bunch of weight. I don't care about the scale, but I want to see more definition. I want to I want to look leaner. I want to have my abs show a little bit. I want to see some cuts on my arms. I want to look like I work out. Essentially, that's essentially what I wanted to talk about today. I am actually in the process of working on a complete guide for you guys as well. And there is a link uh, to the show notes if you guys want access to that guide. Go ahead and shoot me a message because it's going to help you guys out that are, I want you guys to take away some things that you can actually use from this episode. And um, I'm really excited to, bam, you made it, Bruce. I love that. And I'm going to keep my comments on today. I know that I, I put this on my podcast, so Sometimes I worry that the listeners that are watching it afterwards are going to get annoyed when I'm talking to you guys in the comments, but hell, I don't care. It's my podcast. So, um, but definitely think that I, it's, it's one of those things that people really don't understand, um, how to navigate it. And I think that it can be frustrating or maybe not even frustrating. You just question yourself. Like, am I doing all the right things? And I want to really break it down for you guys. And that's why I wanted to put together a guide as well. So if you want access to that guide, there is a link in the show notes to my email address. Go ahead and email me and I will be able to get that over to you guys. Uh, before I get into today's episode, I have to talk a little bit about myself because I don't know. I just feel like I should talk about myself a little bit. Um, I am in second week of my vacation staycation that I take every year. And I take two weeks off on purpose because I don't really actually take the full two weeks off. There's a lot of things that I have to get done that I don't do because I put them off. They're not as important to me as my clients. And I don't really ever have time to like get them all done. So I really am just trying to clean up things. Um, I now have programming apps launched that are going to be available to everybody that wants access to that. Um, and just a couple of other things and obviously doing my podcast and such, taking care of some personal appointments. But the other thing is I've been able to actually have time to go to the gym, which I typically don't usually have as much time for that. And it's been nice to be able to get back into some gymnastics. So I'm officially uh, four months post-op. Um, I had surgery January 28th-ish, somewhere around there. Um, so we're four months post-op. Uh, today I did some uh, pegboards. I did some bar muscle-ups, not a whole bunch, keeping my volume lower on things and just really greasing the groove, getting the movement patterns back. And it's just really exciting to see that I didn't lose everything because I think the biggest fear I have and had when having surgery was, am I going to lose all the skills that I've gained? And, you know, so it's, I'm excited for that. And so I just wanted to share that with you guys a little bit about me. Um, and later on, I'll be going on with Scott. We're gonna be talking about his, his journey and uh, where he's at post uh, semifinals two weeks of that, uh, which hopefully you guys, you're still following that. That's been awesome to watch. Um, so anyways, let's roll into the episode. Let's give you guys some tactical tips today. So first of all, Let's talk about what body recomposition really is. So essentially what we're looking for is think of it like this. You've got, you've got a balloon and we'll call your, the balloon is like your skin. Okay. Uh, inside the balloon, you've got some rocks. We'll call that your bones. You've got some, what else you got? You got some sand. We'll call that your muscles. You've got some water. Uh, we'll call that your fat. And, uh, you've also got some organs in there. I don't know what you can call though. You could, think of whatever you want to put sticks or whatever. That's your organs. Um, and essentially what body recomposition is, it's changing the ratio of fat, water, and muscle. We can't change the ratio of our organs and our bones and our skin, but we can change the ratio of our fat, 
our water and our muscle. And I, and I bring water into the equation because a lot of people use in bodies as a way to measure body composition. And they're not always accurate for what you're looking to see because water is also a component and water is also read as lean muscle tissue. So this is where people are like, I gained 10 pounds of muscle in six weeks. No, you didn't. You have more, you have less fat, you have more fat-free mass. You likely are, especially if you've increased your carbohydrate intake, you likely have also some food in, in that. So that's where it's going to make you look a little bit leaner. So we want to be able to track trends, but understand that with body recomposition, what we're really looking for is the removal of the fat, AKA the water in the balloon and the addition of sand. And as you can see, the water would fill up a lot more space than the sand for the same amount of weight. And that's really the goal is we're looking to shrink the, the balloon a little bit to, to get it more compact. And, and that's where people are like, I don't really care about the scale. The scale is relative though. It does matter when you are looking for body recomp, depending on how much body fat you have um, and where you're at in that body recomp goal. So to get leaner, you have to lose weight. You have to lose body fat. Sometimes when you have, if you have less than five pounds to lose, um, meaning, and then that, if that's the case, you likely should be focusing, and we're going to talk about this more on building, then that's a little bit different story. But if you have fat that is covering a layer of muscle, or a layer of fat covering your muscle, we're going to need to, we need to lose some weight. We're going to have to lose some fat to do that. And trying to prevent that from happening isn't really going to get you the results as quickly as you want. So I want you guys to understand that with body recomposition, there should still be a, a factor of how is the scale changing? The scale does matter. It doesn't matter as much as if you are 50 or hundred pounds overweight, uh, because that is the primary goal there but it does matter. So you're not going to see as fast the results, I should say, on the scale as, as somebody that has a lot larger amount of weight to lose. So you're looking for smaller, smaller changes here. So first things first, um, as I was mentioning a little bit, um, if you have less than five pounds, lose, you have to first identify what is the primary goal. And the reason is, is because that when you're building muscle, okay, building muscle is an anabolic process. I mean, it is a building process. We are looking to build lean tissue. So this is really important when somebody reaches out to me and they tell me, Hey, I want to build muscle. I know I am putting weight on this person. Now I want to prevent fat gain. And we're going to go to this in a few, in a little bit, but the goal is they are looking to build tissue. And I'm going to start by stopping and saying, start by stopping and saying that as a woman, I don't want you to think this means you're going to get bulky because muscle fibers are very, very small and hard to develop. And so when you're looking at weight gain in a muscle building phase, it should be less than half a pound a week. It should be that precise because you don't want to put on a bunch of body fat. Half a pound a week is going to give you about two pounds of lean gains a month. And that is about what you're looking for as a natural athlete. You're not taking any performance enhancing drugs. So you have to identify the primary goal. Okay. So if you are somebody who needs to build muscle, this means I, I put this in my Instagram the other day. I don't like using the term skinny fat, but let's just say like you're at a healthy weight. You're, you go to the doctor and they're like, you're fine. You're healthy weight, but you have like spaghetti arms. Like you just don't feel like, and you tell yourself that like maybe you have the midsection that's just kind of fluffy and you're like always insecure about that. Maybe like your lower butt and abs or like your lower butt just doesn't look as perky as you'd like it to. 
Um, you just don't feel like you look muscular and you don't want to build like bulky, but you want to have definition in those things. Your goal is to build tissue. You need to put tissue on. And in that process, what will often happen is in this build phase, as you're building tissue, your basal metabolic rate will also increase. So your needs at at rest will go up. And what you'll see is you're likely going to start tapping into some fat source. So just by the nature of working on building muscle, you'll accidentally put yourself in a deficit in the beginning. And then with this process, what you're looking for is let's build. So you're going to be in a, a calorie maintenance into a slight calorie surplus and watch weight. We don't want weight to change too much, very small amounts. Uh, initially, you might see a little bit of extra weight gain just from the carbohydrate storage, glycogen storage, but we're watching to minimize fat gain and really building. And then and then if your goal is, is that, then that's what the, the primary goal is. We're looking to build tissue. You can't be stressed about the scale. You can't be stressed about that stuff. You've got to be focused on like right now, I'm in a building phase. My goal is to maintain my body fat percentage while I'm building lean tissue. Guys, I didn't wash my hands after a handstand walk. Can you see those dirty hands? Ugh. Um, all right. Vice versa. Let's just say you you know you want to build muscle, burn fat, but you know you already have a good amount of muscle on you uh, and you just want to be able to see some definition. I was there at one point, uh, and this is where most of my clientele are going to fall into. They have somewhere between five and 20 pounds to lose. Um, and it's just kind of like they don't really know what to do. They're not in that place where like changing one thing makes them gain or lose five pounds, right? Like when you have a lot of weight to lose, you can make big, small changes and they create huge results. But with these people, they typically eat pretty healthy. They, they work out regularly uh, and they just don't understand what's the missing link here. If this is your primary goal um, or your primary goal for this person would be to, I want to lose some body fat while maintaining my lean muscle mass. Okay. So in this process of fat loss, you are catabolic. So as I mentioned with muscle building, we are anabolic with muscle wasting. I'm sorry, with a, a fat wasting, we are catabolic. We are trying to get rid of tissue. The only big difference that I don't want people to, there's one thing that I want to say about this is that even though one is anabolic as one is catabolic, I want you guys to understand that the tissue that we're looking to shrink is very different or the tissue that we're looking to grow is very different. However, we cannot very much control what our body is going to do with that things completely. We can do as much as we can to control it with nutrition, with the right type of training. But the goal is that we're, we're obviously trying to look at what phase we're in. So with fat loss, we are in a catabolic state. We are looking to get rid of tissue. So we have to be in a calorie deficit, which is very difficult to build muscle in. So we have to make sure that we're maintaining lean muscle mass. So those are your two states. You have to know what your primary goal is. So, so when you're setting yourself up and you're like, I know I want body recomp, you have to ask yourself, what side of the coin am I on? Where, where do I need to start? Okay. For most of you guys, it's going to be, let's get lean first and then let's build. I totally think that that's a fine. In fact, even if you are one of those people that like, I think I'm too, like too small and to build, I'm actually okay with you chasing a little bit of fat loss first to see if you like how you look and then building from there, because you will likely still see definition. And a lot of times the reason why these people are like this is because of the type of training they're doing. And that just by changing their training, even with the fat loss phase, they might actually start to see more definition. Okay. So we have to know the primary goal and then we're doing that. Now let's going into some, before we go into this, let's talk about training first, because that's going to be the one thing that I think needs to be consistent. 
whatever phase you're in, okay, whether it's building or you're burning, we should always be resistance training, okay? The focus of what you're doing is a little bit different. When you're in a fat loss phase, you might not be setting as many PRs. You might not be setting on, on, on your lifts because, you know, in a deficit, you might see that you're not, whatever, you're not as strong, right? When we're, when we're losing weight, we might feel a little bit weaker. That's usually not the case. In fact, with my clients, I very, very, very rarely do this because I never drop their calories that much. I have different methods for getting people to lose fat that does not require them to tank their performance. And we're going to go into that in a second. So we always should be resistance training. However, the emphasis in a fat loss phase is I want to maintain my muscle mass. Um, I might still get stronger, but I'm probably not building muscle here. So you can, I guess that's the one tangent I'll say is that getting stronger in a fat loss phase is possible. Building muscle in a fat loss phase is a lot harder. So then there are two different things. Uh, vice versa. If you're in that building phase, you want to be pushing the resistance training with the focus of like, um, building tissue. Like that's really the goal. So you should be seeing that you're like really trying to progressively overload there. Always doing that. The main manipulation is going to be in your, uh, expenditure in terms of like, what are you doing for cardio? And I love this for CrossFitters because, uh, a lot of CrossFitters focus solely on, I like the Metcons and the cardio, or I like the weightlifting. Okay. With the manipulation in the low impact cardio that we add in, we can actually change body composition without increasing stress. Um, so in a fat loss phase, by adding in more lower intensity aerobic conditioning, conditioning, we can actually uh, get ourselves to lose fat a little bit faster without changing calories, which is honestly good for you, you know, satiation wise, you can keep your calories a little bit higher. And also for building your aerobic base. And I, and I love this for CrossFitters because you can use your fat loss phases to work more on building your aerobic capacity and work more on building your skills. And that also allows you to keep your caloric intake up a little bit higher because you're burning more calories. Um, in a building phase, you are obviously going to be focusing more on strength and, and getting stronger and maybe recovering some, you know, central nervous system stuff. Maybe you're doing more bodybuilding style stuff. And that's all great. So like, I think that it's really cool that you can actually use these two phases to also allow yourself to periodize your training uh, for the right way. So I'm going to take a sip of my drink. By the way, guys, I use, um, I usually use crystallite in my water, like once or twice a day, I'll use a crystallite packet. Um, and I was at Walgreens the other day. I just went to grab a water and they had... Skittles flavored drink beverage, drink, drink sticks. I'm like, uh, trust me. I was like, I don't know. I'm curious though. So I bought them. They're freaking good. And they taste like Skittles. I'm drinking the green apple one right now. It's really good. So just a little tangent there. Okay. So back on track. Now, you know, you have a primary goal, uh, whether it's fat loss or muscle building right now. Okay. This is where you guys have to understand how to break this down into a way that's going to get you what you want learned long-term. As you can understand from what I'm telling you is you're not ever going to be doing both of those things at one time. You have to have a primary goal. You might see a little bit of the other one happening, but it's mostly going to be focused on one primary goal. So as we're building out your phases here, I want you to start by listening to what I'm about to say. Okay. This is not a 30, 60, 90 day commitment. Okay, this is a lifestyle change with uh, uh, allowing yourself to shift focus throughout the year. So rather than thinking about what you're doing for the first 30 days or 60 days or 90 days, I want you to think about the seasons of your year. And that's essentially how we're going to be building this out for you. 
And the best way to build this out for yourself is to think about your lifestyle. When do you need more nutritional flexibility? Likely it's for a lot of people during the holiday season. Maybe it's a little bit during summer vacation or spring, springtime, whatever those times might be where you know you need to have more nutritional flexibility, you probably want to periodize those in more of your maintenance phases or even your build phases. With the build phases being in mind, I want you to also consider though, that if you're going on vacation and your training is not going to be as consistent, those wouldn't be ideal times for building phases. However, if you can build and be at higher calories at specific time of the year, I would start by looking at that first. I would also be looking at the time when you know that you can be a, a little bit more dialed in on your nutrition. So like maybe it is when work is routine and everything's routine. There's not a lot of parties going on. Think about that first. And that's where you want to be building things out. Now, in your fat loss phases, you should still be able to be flexible enough to enjoy social meals and all that kinds of stuff. And if you aren't and you don't know how to do that, you need to reach out to me because that's what we do. Okay. We don't diet ourselves into a freaking corner in a prison. Like we, we understand how to eat and we know how that works into our lifestyle. And that's the really important thing that I want you guys to understand here. So we know your phases now. So you're looking at the whole year, you're looking at your calendar and you're kind of identifying things. And maybe you're a CrossFit athlete and you are really dedicated to the sport and you don't do a lot of travel. Maybe you're building this out with your CrossFit season in mind. And you're taking a look at where your competitions are you don't want to be in a fat loss phase when you're getting ready for the CrossFit games. Like, right. You don't really want to be in a build phase then either. You want to be in a maintenance phase, phase fueling performance and maintenance. Uh, you want to be in a build phase, maybe in the off season when you don't really care so much about performance. So you can actually focus on getting stronger and letting your aerobic capacity take a little bit of back seat. You know, so that's, I want you guys to think about periodizing these phases around what's important to you for your lifestyle for the year. And that's how you're going to understand how this works into your lifestyle long-term. Because this is a long-time commitment, a long-term commitment, okay? So now that you're looking at your phases, the first step, no matter where you're at on the spectrum, is we have to establish a base, okay? Before you go into a fat loss phase or a building phase, you got to know where your foundation lies. Where do I need to start? What is my baseline? This is how you know that you are hormonally in a good spot, metabolically in a good spot. Your body is primed to do whatever it is it needs to do. And that starts by understanding what your BMR is at right now, basal metabolic rate, your total daily energy expenditure, and your caloric intake uh, uh, adjustments based on how much you're currently eating. So what your thermic effect of feeding and all that stuff is. If you have been chronically under eating for a long time, now is not the time to go into a fat loss phase without before you don't get into this this earth before you find this base, you have to find this base first. Otherwise you're going to be very unsuccessful. It's going to be slow. It's going to be painful and you're going to hate yourself. So get yourself established at base first. And if you're interested in understanding a little bit more about your metabolism personally, and you want an assessment, you can also shoot me an email um, and I can send you over my assessment form. In fact, there actually might be one in my show notes to, to do that. If it's, not, if it's not there, shoot me a message and I will do that. But we got to know maintenance first. Okay. Now that we know maintenance and we're feeling good, now we're going to go ahead and figure out, am I going into that fat loss phase or that build phase? Depending on the amount of fat you have to lose is going to depend on how long you stay there along with uh, how your body reacts to the changes. So for most people, somewhere in the 12 to 24 
uh, month range or 12 to 24 week range is okay for a fat loss phase. The more you have to lose, the less you've dieted in the past, the little bit longer you can last. The more you've dieted in the past, uh, you know, obviously the less you have to lose, you're probably going to want to do shorter stunts of that. Oftentimes in a fat loss phase, you don't have to think about, you're always going to be in a deficit though. So like a lot of times with my clients, um, I will build in refeed weeks where they go to maintenance for a week because I find it helps keep their metabolism uh, optimal and it prevents them from stalling out and it also keeps them happy, you know? So like maybe you do have a vacation plan for a short four or five day thing. We can obviously build in a maintenance week there and allow you to still be in a fat loss phase, but just taking a little bit of a break. That also allows you to extend the length of your fat loss phase if you need to. Okay. So I like people to think about their fat loss phase in terms of like, maybe, maybe it is a goal weight. Like I want to lose 10 pounds and I'll take a break. I think it's a good way for people to kind of not get wrapped up around the speed of results and allowing them to actually just experience being dialed in and also knowing how to fit that into their lifestyle. So I think if they're like, all right, I'm going to get down to like, let's just say you're 160 or like, I'm going to get down to 150, hover around like there for, you know, a couple of months. And then I'll start dropping back down to 145. So figure out where you want to be there from there. Once you, let's just say you get through your first fat loss phase. Next step is, is you're going to establish a new base, meaning that let's just say you're in that deficit. Now we're going to go ahead and um, obviously throughout this period, your training is consistent. Maybe you have been kicking up a little bit more aerobic capacity work. So now we're going to establish a new base, whether you're going to continue on with that aerobic capacity, you're going to take it, taper it down a little bit. We're going to adjust calories to get your caloric intake up again, AKA reverse diet, uh, figuring out if you're going to be changing up any of that training stuff and establish a new base and have you stay there. The goal at this point is we're maintaining the loss we've created. And then we can go into a build phase if that's what you choose to do. If you are something that like now want to build a little bit of muscle, you can now go into a slight surplus, build a little bit with the goal of minimizing fat gain during this phase. We want to stay pretty close to our goal weight, but we're just trying to feed ourselves a little bit more to build some muscle. And then we can obviously establish a new base and then go back into a fat loss phase. Now you might go into a fat loss phase once, and that might be all you need, which is cool. Like you get lean and you're like, I like where I'm at. I, I like the leanness I have. I know I need to build muscle now in order to get myself to the body composition I want. So it might be you establish that new base after your fat loss phase. And then you're shifting into somebody who's like slight surplus maintenance, slight surplus maintenance, slight surplus maintenance until you get a little bit more muscle on you. So it really helps you guys to understand that this is a long-term process, right? It's not like this quick Thing. And it also takes a lot of finesse and an understanding how to manipulate things. And that's what I'm going to kind of go into next, because it's really important that people understand how to track progress, biofeedback, but more importantly, the adjustments that need to be made. Okay. So throughout any phase that you're in, all right, by the way, if you want body recomposition and you don't want to track your food, I'm going to be honest, you don't have to, but it's a lot harder. It's a lot easier to see results when you're tracking your food and you're weighing your portions out because you're, you have complete control over things. You're going to see a lot faster progress and a lot more consistent progress. So I do believe that those of you guys out there that are looking for this should be tracking their food. In fact, I don't, I don't really, I can go off on a tangent on this. I do not understand why people struggle so much with the thought of tracking their food because it's like essentially it's just like keeping tabs of your expenses financially. So like it's knowing where your, where your money's being spent. It's the same thing with your body. 
So it's really what it is. If you're having a hard time with it, definitely shoot me a message because I wanted, I really would like to know what makes it so difficult for people to get into the habit of tracking their food, because it's really, it doesn't take that long and it gives you complete control over your results. So little tangent there, but anyways, now that we know we're tracking our food because we're going to do it the right way. Uh, we're going to make sure we have control over things. Protein's going to stay consistent. We want to be on a higher protein diet, no matter if we're trying to build fat, build muscle or burn fat. Um, that's going to look like around 0.8 to 1.2 grams per pound of body weight based on where you're at. Um, if you're a little bit lower body weight and we're looking to build tissue, we probably will bump it up a little bit higher. Um, and if you are a little bit heavier, we might bump it down a little bit to more like your goal weight, depending on, uh, we want to be able to make sure we have enough calories left over for carbohydrates and fats. So that's going to be the most important thing there. Balance of carbohydrates and fats, um, primarily for both, both the building muscle and burning fat. I do find that a lower fat, higher carb diet tends to trend, uh, tends to work very well for satiation along with muscle building potential because, uh, muscle is primarily fueled by carbohydrate. So most of our strength training is going to be fueled by carbohydrate. Um, and so I think that that's always going to be my preference for most people. There are a few rare cases, whether it's food sensitivities or something else that I might put somebody into a lower carb style diet. Um, but these people normally aren't looking for necessarily body recomp. They typically have a lot more weight to lose. So I think that, uh, so I'd say moderate carb, I think anywhere carbohydrate 35% at the low end, 45 to 50% at the high end fats, 15% at the low end, uh, 25 to 30% at the high end is about where people are. And I don't really use percentages. Um, this is where I kind of look at, you know, obviously I have a lot of experience, so I kind of know where women are at based on hormones and metabolism and what I'm seeing in terms of results of what they can handle. Uh, most of my women fare pretty well as low as 45 grams of fat, uh, and in a fat loss phase as high as 65 to 70. Uh, and then in a muscle building phase, I might be able to push their fat up to about 75, maybe 80. Uh, but carbohydrate intake is the biggest variable. So a lot of some of my women in a fat loss phase, uh, the lowest I really drop and see consistent results is 125 to 145, uh, where I've also had clients in a fat loss phase being over 300. Um, and then in a muscle building phase, this is going to look like anywhere from 250 to 500, cal 500 carbs, depending on the individual. So big range is there. But once again, what we're looking for is having that baseline and we're going to be adjusting off of there by about three to 500 calories or so for a deficit and probably about 200 to 400 or so for building, really watching and tracking the results along the way. So what are we tracking along the way? Uh, we are tracking obviously our food and our macros and our food quality, which I should go into in a second, which I don't want to make this episode about food quality, but definitely guys, if you're eating shitty food, you're not going to see as good a results. you got to be eating a lot of fiber, a lot of whole foods. It's going to give you the best results and allow you to keep pushing it in the gym. Um, but as I was saying, what was I just trying to say before I had that tangent about, uh, food quality, Ugh, I just lost my freaking train of thought. Why did I do that? Ah, shoot me. Anyways. So I got to think about this for a second and now I'm like live and I can't think, what was I saying before that? Can you, don't you hate when that happens? Bruce, help me out. What was I saying? I thought protein was more satiating. Yes. Protein is more satiating, but also think about the volume of food on your plate, right? So if I have a piece of chicken and a tablespoon of olive oil versus a piece of chicken and a sweet potato, which is going to look like I'm having a little bit more food, 
right? Like that's why I think carbohydrates are also better. And what's going to fuel my muscles? The sweet potato is going to fuel my muscles way more than the oil will. So we need some fat, but we don't need a whole bunch of fat. So as I was saying, I don't even remember, but I was talking about carbohydrates and all that stuff. So basically guys, what I want you to know is, oh, I know what I was talking about. See, I remembered. Okay. So what are we tracking? We're tracking food. We're tracking macros. We're tracking food quality. We're also tracking our weight trends. Okay. So I think that there's also this like whole thing about like, oh, don't worry about the scale. You should be tracking weights. And I like tracking daily weights, not because we're looking to see weight changes every day, but because we're tracking trends from week to week. So I'll take the average of all seven days. So let's just say you weighed 145, 147, 146, 144, 145, 146, 147. I take all those numbers, add them together, divide it by seven. And then I compare that week to the next week and I see where the trends are going. What's going on? Are we going up or down? And that allows me to see if we're making uh, good progress in that goal. We also want to look at measurements, especially if body recomp is your goal, because we're looking to see changes in our, obviously, like I said, that balloon, if we're shrinking and we're taking out the water and we're adding in sand, the, the balloon should be getting smaller and more compact. So we want to be checking those measurements and photos. We should be taking photos at least every seven to, I'm sorry, every 10 to 14 days. I think that that's a good, a good place for people to gauge. I think that every week is a little bit, you can take them every week. I don't have a problem with that, but I personally, like, I just don't like taking photos every single week. I would much rather do every two weeks. Um, and we're looking to see changes in things and having those things to track over time. So that's a lot up to go over in terms of body recomposition. But the main thing that I want you guys to get out of this is it's not a quick process. It requires periodization, seasonal approach, and that when you're doing it, you can do it in a way that actually works really well with your lifestyle, as long as you understand how to stay committed during each phase. I think the biggest mistake people make is only focusing on being dialed in when they're in that fat loss phase and not spending enough time by being dialed in, in that, uh, building phase. And you don't need to be a quote unquote asshole when it comes to bulking up, meaning you don't have to put on 20 pounds of weight just so that you have to lose 15. That's not the goal, right? So you should not have to put on 20 pounds of fat to gain five pounds of muscle. You can do it in a way where you're maybe only gaining one or two pounds of fat makes it a lot easier for you. And honestly, aesthetically, you're a lot happier the entire time. So what do I see here? When I track, I concentrate on getting at least one gram of protein per pound of body mass and my caloric goal. Yeah, I like that, Bruce. I mean, that's that's really for, I think that that's good for anybody that's looking for just general. Like if you're just looking for general weight loss, that's fine. But I think for people that are looking for a little bit more, you should be focusing more on uh, a range of carbohydrates and fat. You're going to get a lot better results there. But if you're just generally looking for weight loss, that's a great place to start. Um, but I think that once you've gotten past that point, you should be looking at dialing in your macronutrients from a, you know, at least a range. So let's just say, for instance, you know, I think people get hung up on a number. Like they're like, oh, my macros are 300 carbs and 200 protein and 100 fat. Well, you don't have to hit those numbers spot on. You could be like maybe 275 to 325 on carbs. You're in a range or you're maybe like 80 to 100 on fat. And then you're like, maybe, you know what I'm saying? You can be in a range and still be consistent as long as calories are staying consistent from day to day. So that's where I like a lot of my clients to uh, fall into place because I feel like they end up actually seeing a lot better results and they don't feel so like restricted. I think that's where macronutrients can kind of go wrong is that people focus so much on specific numbers and not actually allowing themselves some flexibility. And Scott had that problem initially. So that's it. Any other questions, Bruce? Because it's only you on right now. I think I have five people watching, but nobody's 
nobody's asking me any questions on here. Anybody else have any questions? All right. Well, with that being said, I am going to hop off here. I have a busy afternoon ahead of me doing another live training this afternoon in my Facebook group, not on my podcast. Uh, we are discussing carbohydrates. Um, and if you want to jump in on that, uh, shoot me a message. I can give you the link. It is also on a Zoom, so you can actually ask me questions live um, in person. Like we could, have, we could actually have a conversation. So uh, that's what I got today, guys. Have an enjoyable Wednesday. I'll talk to you on the next episode.